Welcome to Alls of Pimentos podcast. I'm talking to John from the Mendozas. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on, John? How's how's the night treating you? Oh, it is December. It is dark. It is so dark. It is. It's a little uh, different than the uh, than the old uh, summertime, if you will. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time to like hole up with the old notebook. There you <laughs> go. Right. So, how long have you guys been doing the Mendozas for? I guess once February hits, it'll be seven years. Okay. Yeah, um, and that's if you don't count like the year in between when Mike and I first got the band together and when we got with our drummer and actually started rehearsing the stuff. Right. Yeah, so I mean, if you go way back, Mike and I were both playing in different bands and I was playing in this weird alternative rock, somewhat prog four-piece and Mike was playing in a metal band and Mike Mike doesn't even like metal and he comes up to me one day right he's like John do you want to do some pop punk and I'm like yes yes I do and he came over and we just started we busted out like the phone and started recording voice memo after voice memo of just song ideas and that came real easy and it wasn't until a year later that uh, like this guy met on the streetcar posted on Facebook like he was a really affable guy I'm like I'd be on Facebook he said he wanted to play drums in a punk band I'm like this is perfect so three of us got together and you know the rest is history that's wicked um so and you guys have a bunch of stuff out right now too um oh yeah um, tons like, of stuff we, we put out a full length like that first year we got together uh, we had our uh, it's called two days to retirement uh, we put out our full length uh, up and at them during the pandemic uh, we just released a couple singles this fall uh, Slasher uh, which is on a compilation disc put out by uh, my label Cartridge Heart okay and uh, a marvelous three cover uh, Let Me Go oh nice yeah I just I just yeah. uh, was just listening to it the other day and so you have your own record label too yeah um I mean, I started the record label around the same time I started the Mendozas because I just, you know, I felt like putting out my own stuff. Uh, and I'd been involved in a bunch of different projects by then. I figured I might as well put it out under one banner. And uh, 2023, I made the conscious decision to start releasing music from bands that aren't just my own. And so what other bands are on the, uh, on the label? Um, I mean, so... I don't have any other bands signed to the label per se. I mean, that might change next year. Uh, but just to put my foot in the water, I um, I approached a bunch of my friends. I said, "How would you feel about recording a new song for this compilation?" Uh, so back in February, um, eleven bands got together over a weekend. Uh, six of us went up to Barrie. A bunch did it remotely in Toronto, mm-hmm. and. We each recorded a brand new song for this comp, so when it came out in September, it was all new music. Oh, okay. So what bands were on there, like, on the comp? Uh, the Mendozas, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Power Trio, Wasting Time. Oh, I Wasting Time or Killer. Pardon? Wasting Time or Killer. Yeah, Wasting Time's great. Um, those guys are, like, those are those are our buddies. Uh, Mike, from the Mendozas, is the basis for Wasting Time. Okay. Yeah, uh, Scandals is on there, The Bare Minimum, uh, Cold Dead Hands, um, well, Hysterics is on there, yeah, there's a lot of great bands. Oh, nice. 
uh, super voids. Sweet, sweet. No, uh, I gotta check it out. I didn't know like the the single was from uh, was uh, from a comp. I just thought you just you guys just released it on your own. Yeah. Slasher. Yeah, no, it's Slash. good too. Yeah, and let me go too. And the full length is really good too. So you guys play a lot in Toronto as well too, yeah. Oh yeah, no, we um, you know we're from Toronto, so we play here you know a few times a year. Uh, 2022, 2023 were the years we really tried getting out of town more. We didn't want to just be like another Toronto band, and um, it's it's been um, illuminating getting out of town, seeing what like other places are like. Like the London scene is really good. Uh, the Durham scene is really cool. There's some really great people out there. Yeah, and there's a really good scene out in Barrie too. Yeah, all oh, the very scenes wild, really cool bands up there. Yeah. No, so, uh, so what's... More, go ahead, sorry. Like, the more we get out of town, the more we want to, like, get out of town more and see what other places are like. Uh, we're doing our first... Or not our first, we're doing our second show in uh, Montreal in February. We played uh, Pusa Festival this year. Okay. And that was, that was the best. Like, downtown Montreal has got all these great little venues and... It's, you know, where pop punk goes to thrive. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to getting back to Montreal. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of good bands down there, too. Like, uh, there's a band called Family Man. They're from Montreal. Um, and there's another band called Pomegranate. They've been on the podcast before, and they're from Montreal. And they said the scene down there is, like, for pop punk and skate punk, is, is massive. Yeah, they love their skate punk over there. There you go. Um, yeah. So what, uh, what bands influence you to do the Mendoza or actually to start playing music? Oh, Green Day. I mean, that was that was sort of the joke on our first album was let's just rip off Green Day for fun um, because it was supposed to be a side project. It was going to be let's do a four-song EP, play two shows, and break up. And, you know, like I said before, the songs came so easily and we were having so much fun, we just kept the band going. So, yeah, like, you'll listen to a song like Last Call or At the End of the Line on the first album. You say, this sounds like Green Day. It's supposed to. You know, we weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. We were just playing music that we liked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, they're definitely a huge influence. Uh, Descendants as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, people tell me all the time that I sound like John K. Samson from the Weeko Bands. Oh, really? Yeah, you do a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I was never a huge Weeko Bands guy, you know. Um, like, I have deconstruction site, but... Like, I've been going and listening to their stuff now to, like, you know, sort of see what exactly it is, uh, the people here. Um, And, yeah, they're they're a cool band. Yeah, I know. They're really cool. They've disbanded, too, haven't they? Or no? They don't make any more Oh, yeah. They're they're long gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because they came from, uh, because I think it's John that used to be in uh, Propaganda, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. That's one of my favorite bands, actually. No, Tom? totally different band it's crazy yeah yeah it's crazy how um speaking about propaganda i was talking about them the other day and uh, it's crazy how you don't even know what the what the band is anymore like i wouldn't even call them a punk band anymore if you will i think they go they got metal rips oh it's all a thrash right but i think that's what makes them stand out about uh other than a lot of the bands in canada and even the states too but um, so you got a couple shows coming up. Uh, you're playing in Guelph too. Yeah, we're playing Guelph on Friday. 
Uh, quick, quick aside. Um, that's the, one of the bands I forgot from the compilation, Wednesday Bender. They did a cover of "I'm a Rifle" by the Rebel Spell, which we you know is also covered by Propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, we were playing Guelph on Friday, Jimmy Jazz, and we're playing a, a house show on Thursday at the Golden Apple. Oh, where's Gold? Oh, in Kitchener. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the Guelph show on Friday for sure. Um, yeah, man. Um, there's uh, there's another show my girl wants to go to. The lowest of the low are playing the same night. Oh man, that's <laughs> we're playing. Are they they also in Guelph? Yeah, yeah. They're like two minutes away from each other. They're playing out Onyx. Oh man, <laughs> what are the odds? That's crazy. I, well, that's the thing too. Is like when I was lining on the soft, I'm like, yeah, we'll go see the Mendoza Saturday in Guelph. Go for dinner. Da 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 da. And then she got on the old interweb, and she's like, Lost of Love's playing, too. I'm like, well, we got to split up the night, dear. Because <laughs> they, uh, they just released a new album uh, not too long ago, too. A little oh, Canadian heritage there. Um, and you're a big baseball fan, huh? Oh, yeah, I love baseball. Yeah, so what's... Uh, tell me your thoughts of the Hatani uh, uh, fiasco. <laughs> is that how you call well, it I don't know I, like yeah okay you go and I'll go okay so I mean you can't compete with the Dodgers right like yeah. don't feel bad when the player you wanted signs with the Dodgers because they are like a force um, you know they, their team is awesome what player wouldn't want to play in LA for the Dodgers yeah um and they can outfit anyone. So, Absolutely. Like, um, if you're a Blue Jays fan and you're like, oh, man, we missed out on Otani, you know, there's nothing the Jays could have done. No, not at all. No. no. Um, I, I thought that the way Saturday was Saturday, right, with all the uh, reports? Well, apparently uh, the score, I, I like on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um yeah. They were saying there was a plane going from L.A. to Toronto between 2 and 5 in the morning. And it, I, heard, I heard about this. And, and they, um, was it CBC sent a like, photographer over to like take Otani's picture and then one of the Shark Tank guys came out or something? Yeah, it was one of the Shark, shark Tank guys coming out and then all of Toronto was all, they were all bitter and they're like, oh, what the shit? I'm like... They're not going to be doing a fucking trade between two and five in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> like, I saw that thread or a tweet or the fuck you want to call it. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've seen in baseball. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, when you really want something, you know, you'll do the mental gymnastics. Like, I heard that like one of the Jays had rented out a sushi restaurant and it was one of the Japanese players so they assumed oh he must be renting it out for Otani but no yeah just because he's Japanese he's eating sushi right like that's yeah. the dumbest thing ever <laughs> it's 2023 yeah. um yeah no I just I just thought uh, I I was when when I heard he signed to the Dodgers I'm like mm, that makes sense Dodgers like you said Dodgers have money um yeah. Would you want yeah. your Would you want your legacy to be in Toronto or as a Dodger? If you're a ball player, uh, I would say a Dodger. Like, yeah, and he also gets to avoid those Canadian taxes. 
Yeah, well, fuck, that's a different podcast, man. We can talk about <laughs> MLB in Canada all day and all night. Well, you know, like, even, like, 1%, right, of uh, 700 million. That's $7 million in tax. Yeah. Like it's, that's difference. Yeah. it's, and that's the thing too, is like, even with, um, MLB right now in, in Canada, there's only one team, which is absolutely, I don't know. I think they could still make money in Montreal, but yeah, I know the expos are not coming back. I know I'm one of those fucking nerds that still wear my expos hat as of hope. And it's like halfway through the season, I'm wearing it. I just look at myself and like, what are you doing? <laughs> No, that, that, that team was, like, assassinated. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing, killed. too, because, like, that's the other rumor, too. It's, like, because the Jays won back-to-back, and this is the rumor, which I kind of believe or not believe, because they wanted, they wanted to kept, keep the pennant outside of, uh, sorry, inside of the States. Because uh, the Expos in 94 were about to win the World Series, right? Or they had a good chance. And then it was a strike too, right? As, as a Braves fan, I must say, that season never finished. So it Yeah, because it was a strike year too, wasn't it? That was a strike year, yeah. Yeah, and it's weird how then at the end of that, there was no Expos. Whatever. No Expos. Well, I mean, well, it, it wasn't like for another six or seven years that they moved the team to Washington. Yeah. But, uh, no, the, the owner... Of the Expos, Jeff Loria, like he did everything he could to sink that franchise. Like they didn't have a TV deal one year. Like the only way to get your Expos was like French radio or Quebecois radio. Yeah. Right, and then they say, "Oh, the team's not making money. There's no fans." Like, yeah, because the the people can't watch the games. Right, like he was driving that team into the ground, and you know, to the point the only thing to do was move it. And then as soon as they moved. He was rewarded with the uh, Florida Marlins franchise, which he again proceeded to run into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, I'm always thinking that the Expos will come back, but just the way the Canadian dollar is and the way how. Uh, how do I say this? How sports is in Canada, like the NHL, too. It's just they like the Amer- the American dollar makes it hard for it to have a team in Canada. How's that? Yeah, uh, I hmm, I don't know. I I think that like baseball, mm-hmm. you know, and in most pro sports are so profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, like the teams all say, "Oh, we can barely pay our players and all this stuff." Yet you have this huge line of people trying to buy into franchises. You know, like, there's all these people trying to buy a sports franchise, and if they're so unprofitable, like, why are there all these owners looking to buy one? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is, and that's that's a fair state, too. The cat's losing its mind right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, but uh, I always, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I watch a bit of hockey, too. Like, I just got back into watching hockey, and I was like, uh, I got back into watching it during the pandemic. Um, because there's, you know, fuck all to do. Um, and it, it was hard for me, it like, and even right now, it's hard for me, like, because I used to be a Leafs, Leafs fan. I cheer for the Habs or the, uh, 
Edmonton Oilers. Um, but it's hard for me to sit there like the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the richest sports franchises in the whole entire North America. And well, maybe in the world too, to be honest with you. Um, but they still can't win a cup, right? Like, well, I mean, look at the playoff format. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's why you know, going back to Otani, people are so upset that the Dodgers have Otani, but like, they still got to get through that best of five series in one of the most random sports. You know, like like uh, in basketball. You know, a team can win 70% of their games because they're just better. Like, a good team will dominate a bad team. But baseball, which is a very random sport, you know, a bad team can beat a good team three out of five. Yeah, exactly. The the Diamondbacks beat the World Series, right? They're not the best team. Well, that was fucked, eh? Yeah, I mean, that's just the nature of the tournament. Yeah. You know, and... I, I heard a statistic somewhere um, because baseball is so random in order to have like a series that is as deterministic as a basketball best of seven, they would need to play head to head 70 games. Yeah. I heard that same thing too. Yeah. So, you know, so <clears throat> they're not going to do that. So you're just going to have to accept that baseball is a random sport, which means that if you have a team that is, way superior like the Dodgers with Otani with Mookie Betts with Freddie Freeman um it doesn't really matter yeah I know it's and that's the thing too like even with um well like the wild card right now is about three games right now right so which I think yeah, is like, I, I like that better than just being one game yeah I mean, well the, the one and done game was ridiculous yeah. like you're gonna you're going to boil down a whole season, you know, you got down to one fucking game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing too. The the, the Braves played the Cardinals one year and the Braves had like eight more wins over the season and they lost the one game. So that was it. That was it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that's the thing too about baseball too, is like, um, compared to the NHL where I think, baseball takes a lot more time if you will to change the game if they need to change it like the pitch clock like it didn't they weren't weren't they researching that for the past like four years or whatever oh yeah no baseball needs to be dragged kicking and screaming to every little change yeah and that's the thing too is like it's like with uh with the nhl like gary bevan he'll change it within on a dime without even looking into anything i mean what is because uh, I'm, I'm not really a hockey guy. It's all good. Is, is Gary Batman considered someone who like can, cares about hockey? Um, I'll give you my opinion about Gary Batman. People will probably yeah. Um, I think I don't think he does. I think he cares about make. He's a businessman first. Um, right. I know when he he got fired from the NBA. And then the commissioner of the NHL was leaving, so the NHL hired him. And then he's been in office. He's been in the same role for fuck. What is it? Almost over twenty years now. Damn. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I think he's. I don't know. I think he's sort of ruined the sport. To be honest with you, because Quebec had it. Quebec had a, almost had a team before the Seattle Kraken 
had a team, and it was between like uh, what do you call it, uh, Quebec and uh, and Seattle, and obviously he went with Seattle because it's the almighty American dollar too, right? So, yep. that's crazy. It is nuts. But uh, hopefully the Jays do something next year. I think they should have given the money to uh, to Bobochet instead of Vladdy. But that's my own opinion. A lot of people fuck. When I sit there and say that, I get so many people looking at me like, what are you nuts? But that's, I don't know. I think he's a better ball player. Um, so do you guys uh, you guys have plan on releasing a like recording? You guys are recording, doing a new album? Yeah, we um, were just... We- we're just finishing up our third album. Okay. Uh, you know, so we have some plans for that in 2024. Stay tuned. Um, we're also going to record another single for um, next year's compilation. Uh, you know, this year's was called Go Kick Ass. So 2024, we're going to put out Go Kick Ass 2. Oh, nice. Right on. Cool. And so is the compilation, uh, is, is that on Bandcamp as well? Yeah. Yeah, uh, cartridgeheartrecords.bandcamp.com. Okay. And did you guys do the compilation? Or sorry, I should say you. Uh, did you? What did you? What format did you do the compilation on? Did you do it on like digital? Uh, did you do it on uh, vinyl? CD. Okay, how'd that go? Yeah, no. Um, we we dipped it up between the bands, so uh, I pressed like five hundred copies, and each of the bands got like. 40 so if you go see one of those bands play live you can buy a cd off them and all the songs um the idea being like i like making mixtapes for people and you know now mix cds and i would make them for my friend nick and wasting time and every time we go for a drive he'd be like dude like i listen to these songs all the time they're so good um so why not make a mix cd of you know great local bands and the idea being the cd would live in someone's car they would listen to the songs over and over and you know fall in love with the bands yeah for sure too like and that's the thing too is like i always have this conversation with bands and artists on the podcast too like um i support Bandcamp 110 percent like um i've been supporting it for a little bit now um i think the way streaming services um, how they operate and how they treat younger and smaller bands is kind of kind of dog shit to be honest with you. Um, oh, they don't pay. <laughs> no, well, that's what I mean, right? And that's the thing too is like I think like um, you know like doing tapes and like doing CDs and like even like an old vinyl is fucking expensive to press, right? Um, but even doing like having something at the show that someone could take home with them and even too like there's younger kids out there now too that don't even know what a fucking cassette is and they buy the cassette and they will buy a cassette player and they're like holy fully what the fuck's going on well a, a lot of the tape labels like tarantula tapes does this is they put a download code in the case with the cassette yeah yeah i just got so, actually i got their new comp not too long ago yeah, so like, I like I like buying from Tarantula tapes because I get the digital. Like, I know the cassettes don't sound any good, but it is better than having nothing. Well, it's also something like kitschy to have too. Like, like even like CDs coming back in, and even um, cassettes too. Like, there's only so much you can get out of a streaming platform. Where I don't know. Like, I think it's nice to sit there and uh, actually buy something physical from the band because you're supporting the band, right? Because, like, I think yeah. it's what, 
0.003 cents that you get off Spotify and Apple? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird double-edged sword. Like, I, I do not have a Spotify account because I take a lot of pride in curating my own collection and seeking out music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really need Spotify to tell me what to listen to because I'm going out to shows every week, checking <clears> out <throat> new bands and hitting up their merch table. Mm-hmm. You know, or if word of mouth hits me, I'll just check out their Bandcamp page and I'll buy a whole bunch of MP3s throughout the month. Yeah, for sure, and that makes that makes sense too, right? Um, yeah. I, I think there's like a, I think there's a a place for Spotify, if you will, um, and like streaming services. Like I know one band that they um, all they do all they have on their Spotify is two songs. That's it, and they just basically use it. and everything else. They just put a a link to uh, to their Bandcamp and have all their stuff there, right? That's not a bad idea. It's not like my buddy uh, Corey. Um, he used to play in the band Five Knuckle Chuckle. Um, that's an old punk rock band, like Toronto Orangeville band from back in the day. And anyways, uh, long story short, he's in a band called Old right now. They're like a, uh, I guess like a metal sort of. Uh, I wouldn't say. Anyways, yeah, they're in a metal band. Um, yeah, they, they, they just they just did a thing with Grail, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know Gerga. Yeah, I, I bought uh, their CD off Bandcamp. Yeah. 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 Oh, no shit, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, Corey was on the pod. I think he was on episode 18. And then Gerg was on the pod, Greg. Um, he runs, uh, they're both, uh, Greg's in Grail. And then Greg and Corey are both in Old. Um, right. So anyways, long story short, um, when they did Old, they only put two songs on the uh on the Spotify, and they're like, if you want anything else, you have to go to Bandcamp, and it works for them too. Yeah, I just I feel like there's this huge, you know, proportion of people who can't be bothered to curate their own music collection, and That's they'll fair. just yeah, you, know, you know, they'll they'll look at me at a show, be like, want to buy a CD, and I'll be like, is your stuff on Spotify? Like, yeah, like okay, cool, I'll just follow you instead and listen for free. Yeah, I know and That's because I mean. you know they're 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 basically programmed like not to buy music anymore. Well, that's the thing too is like with Spotify and like streaming too. Like for a while there, like you didn't have any record stores like selling anything just because of the fact Spotify and there was like it all came down. Well, well, it all started with LimeWire too, right? And you know, you know, oh. uh, LimeWire and uh, Napster, and you know, um, Lars from Metallica was right. So <laughs> everyone started giving shit about it, but. Again, you know, the the double-edged sword um, is that also file sharing was a fantastic discovery tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, When I I was in school, you know, and I didn't have money to buy, you know, every record I wanted, Mm -hmm. I I would use, I think it was, um, was it Kazaa? I can't remember. Yeah, it was because yeah. I used to use LimeWire. I can actually tell you the first song I downloaded off of LimeWire, too. It was a band called Break the Silence, which was the the old guitar player from Rise Against, uh, his new band, and they only did one... Uh, they only did one album. Like, there's another song, Rise Against. I 
you know, I definitely downloaded a couple of their MP3s before I bought any of their albums. Now I have like six of them. You know, like once once I got my day job and I could, you know, just buy whatever CDs I wanted, you know, I went back and looked at the MP3 collection and, you know, over time grabbed all the CDs. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, I don't mind Rise Against now. Um, I think I started falling with them when they released uh, the first two are amazing uh, the first album is probably the best album they've ever done in my own opinion um, the first two on fat and then uh, what the fuck what was that other fucking album and after one album I was like yeah I think I'm done with this band like anything afterwards which is just I don't know it's like Lego Wagon too like Lego Wagon's got, in my own opinion, they got like maybe three or four good albums. After that, it's like, don't even bother. Yeah, my my controversial take on Rise Against is that Endgame's a good album. Oh, I'm just on their Spotify right now, sorry. Hold on. Endgame, when was that released? Oh, yeah, really? I 2011, eh? Yeah, that, that one's a good one. Really? I'm going to have to give that a, give that a more of a listen, I guess. Because um, I... Yeah. But I'm more of a melodic guy than a hardcore guy. So, you know, as they were getting more, like, poppy and mainstream, I'm like, yes, give me more of this. Yeah, for sure. I think, um... Uh... What was the album that I was like... Mr. Martini, what are you doing? That's the cat's uh, crying at uh, Jen's door right now. What are you doing? He's like, oh, it's fucking 11 o'clock and nobody wants to play. Um... I think, uh, give me two. Fuck, they got a lot of stuff out now. Holy moly. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm going to, hold on, give me 30 seconds, sir. I'm not really this disorganized. Mm, you know what? I am. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Um, it was, uh, the Suffer and the Witness is when I said goodbye to Rise Against, I think. Okay, so yeah, you tapped out a bit earlier. Yeah, I tapped, like, I was, um, like the unraveling is probably the best on my in my own opinion they've ever done. Um, uh, some of the counterculture is good too. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> yeah, I tapped out at the uh, suffer the witness, but I will give Endgame a good uh, good run again. Actually, tomorrow when I'm at work, because uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I have to. Uh, I did listen to it. But that's the thing is like when sorry, when you tap out of a band or when you're done with a band, you don't give the. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. Hey, my my seal of approval is um, whether or not Mike, uh, the Mendoza's bassist, you know, li- likes an album. You know, I'll say Mike, is this album any good? You know, if he says yeah, it's good. You know, then I know that I, I haven't lost the plot yet. <clears throat> oh, that's all right. Yeah, because he's he's like an encyclopedia of punk rock. Yeah, see, my uh, my fiance, she's the same way. Um, we listen to the same sort of style of music. Um, she listens to. Um, she has a lot more of an open mind than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still stuck in 2001, listening to pop punk and skate punk, and uh, you know, like no cigar, or whatever. I guess you could say whatever. I do listen to a lot of new music. I shouldn't say that, but like. Anyways, she's more open-minded, and she's like, no, no, you have to give this a shot. It's really good. Um, and she's done that with a few bands, too. She also listens to a lot of uh, Murder Folk. Oh, wow. That's, um, <laughs> have you heard that? Uh, 
genre of music? I mean, like bits and pieces. I mean, I assume that's like Nick Cave. Yeah, it's like Nick Cave. Um, give me two seconds. Sorry, something's going off my phone, right? Apparently, the CBC is playing right now, and this is weird. Um, two seconds. Stop casting. Um, yeah, it's like uh, Amigo the Devil sort of stuff. Um, Nick Cave. Yeah, I guess you'd be in there too. Um, what else is she listening to right now? Anyways, no, no, but that's the thing too. Like, I usually go to her. I'm like, "What do you think of this?" She's like, "Ah, it's all right." And then she'd be like, "No, you have to listen to this." So, but uh, that's um, yeah, no, that's that's what we do. So, but I will give that Rise Against album uh, another listen for sure. Um, yeah, like even the Black Market too. I tried to listen to that. You know what actually really pisses me off about that fucking band and. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it, whatever. Um, you know when Tim sits there and does like an acoustic song uh, on yeah. every fucking album now, or every second, like there's an acoustic song, one or two songs on the album, and it's almost like he's trying to put the band into another genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I I have opinions about acoustic punk. You know. Yeah, for sure. Like so, it's. But I will, I will keep to myself. No, do it, man. Go. <laughs> I think it's yeah, I think it's dog shit. To be honest with you. All, all, all the power to the people that you know want to get up there with their acoustic guitar and sing their hearts out. It's a brave thing to do, but I don't nothing to do with it. Well, that's the thing too. It's like doing it wrong. Like I respect. Uh, I like I like a locks on fire. And I yeah. I like Sitting Color. Um, he's actually really talented. Um, and what he does, but I think there's... And that's the thing, too. It's like, it's almost like... I don't know, like, Tim heard Sitting in Color and said, Oh, we can probably do this, too, I guess. I don't know. I just think it's fucking dog shit. Like, there's not too many acoustic punk rock I listen to. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a bunch of friends who do the acoustic punk thing. you know, And they're all really talented guys and great singers um, but whenever I pick up the acoustic I'm like you know when I'm playing with my band you know this is me you know this is a t- me at 10 right and what it's just me and the acoustic guitar like I'm like a 4 and I don't want to go around being a 4 and I think that you know these other guys when they play with their bands you know they're a 10 and when they're just playing acoustic on their own they are not 10 yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, and that's the thing too. Like, there's a lot of, um, yeah, I'm with you on that too. Yeah, if if I see a really, uh, <clears throat> what was it? Uh, was it? Fuck, there was a band that did an all acoustic. Oh, fucking Newfound Glory. So like, doing it wrong, like whatever. Newfound Glory is pop punk, whatever. These they have a couple really good albums. I still listen to them these days. But they did an acoustic album. I was like, this is the biggest pile of horse shit I've ever heard in my life. I turned it off at the second track. I don't think... I don't think this genre translates that well. Because I do like, you know, some acoustic music. I think uh, acoustic folk, you know... Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Like, Uh, I listen to folk rock and listen to, like, um, like, acoustic rock, too. Um... And that's the thing too is I think rock 
translates into acoustic a lot better than punk rock and hardcore into acoustic. I think it's just my own opinion. It's just the artist trying to grab at another brass ring, if you will. So I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. Um, so who's playing on the bill on and um, in Guelph? So Guelph on Friday, we're playing with Pep Talk, Sixteen Scandals, and Waivers. Nice. I saw Waivers actually in Guelph last year. They're a Guelph band too, aren't they? Yeah, they're local, and Pep Talk's from Cambridge. Okay, cool. And Sixteen Scandals are from Toronto. Sort of. I mean, two of their guys are in Toronto, and then their singer, uh, he's uh, he's living in Kitchener now. Okay. Yeah. So they they have a bit of a hike to do band practice yeah that's that's uh that's insane but they're they are they're lifers like those guys have been at it for a long time and they're super tight and they put on a great show and you know they're just like this really cool band makes great songs i'm really excited to hear uh you know their new stuff because i know that they've been working hard on new material over the last year or so yeah no i'm looking forward to the show i always find like um like Guelph's really a good spot for uh, for live music. Um, one short story: I was walking downtown Guelph. When was it? I want to say it's like five or six years ago, but it's probably longer than that. Um, yeah, no, it definitely is. And uh, I was walking uh, walking by one of the local pubs and or local bars, <clears throat> and on the chalkboard outside it said SNFU playing live tonight. What? I was fucking, my mind, my mind was doing backflips for like fucking 30 seconds. I'm like, what, is this true? Is this true? So I'm sitting there looking at the sign, like burning a hole through it with my fucking eyeballs. And so then I go up to the, um, go up to the bouncer. I'm like, is SNFU playing here tonight? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, is it sold out? And he's like, no. I'm like, I'm in. And it was SNFU playing uh fuck they played for fucking two hours man it was on a sunday night <clears throat> fucking crazy that's amazing no no i never thought it like i saw a few back in the day but yeah it was pretty cool but yeah i know guelph has a lot of uh real big uh, huge music scene too well with the university there too right so yeah and but. the uh, the friday nights are always fun because it's a uh, no cover night oh really oh there you go yeah you know people can just sort of you know shamble in out of the cold you know yeah. have a pint have a pizza yeah because they serve pizza there now too don't they yeah so we we played there uh november 2022 and as we were loading in um the fellas in wasting time who were playing that night as well they had a pizza on their table and all i could think is that pizza looks so good and the image stayed with me for like over a year because when I get a poster <laughs> for this show, I'm like, that's the place with the pizza. Yeah, man. So we've been rolling with the pizza theme. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, I, come, come to, um, yeah, come to Jimmy Jazz for the pizza. Stay for the punk rock. Yeah, it's a stay for the, uh, isn't PBR still like $4 there right now? I think so. I think it's four fifty a pint of PBR. <laughs> it's fucking wicked. Yeah. If that's not punk rock, what is? Cheap oh beer God. and yeah. pizza and loud tunes. All right, John. Uh, it's been uh, 
39 minutes and 51 seconds. So you're going to give me, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going now. Uh, you're going to give me all your socials for the band. All right. Um, so we are at the Mendoza's uh, with a Z at the end. We, uh, we spell our name Mendoza's with a Z because it's easy to Google us and because it looks stupid, but mostly because it looks stupid. Um, on Instagram, um, if you type the Mendoza's into Facebook, you're going to get us and only us. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Bandcamp. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Music. What about um, TikTok, no? Not yet. I don't, I don't know. Um, we're still experimenting with, you know, making short videos. Uh, I might do one later this week. But um, I, I don't know. We're, we're not the most video savvy bunch, you know? Yeah, I'm the same way too. That's why I just do recording right now. I'm doing the video. Like the, it's funny too. It's like whenever I talk about people about a podcast, they're like, "Oh, do you have a YouTube channel?" I'm like, "Well, back in the day, that's not what a podcast was, right?" Yeah, I mean, we we have we have a bunch of videos. We have four music videos online on yeah. the Cartridge Heart YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you just go to the Mendozas.com, all the links are there. Sweet, done, bud. Um, anything else uh, you want to plug? Uh, I mean. Other than the Kitchener show on Thursday, um, we're playing a show the night before New Year's in Toronto at Handlebar. Oh, nice. And, and then starting in 2024, we're going to be everywhere. That's amazing. All right, John. Uh, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, man. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a trek trying to get this one going. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad we did. <laughs> we'll see you on Friday. Okay, pal? See you on Friday. Okay, bye.